now, welcome in to the very first edition of The Lion's Den. I'm Tom Hackett, alongside Spencer the Gov, Warren, our beloved producer as always, Trevor Allen, behind the board there, helping us out. Um, some folk may know myself, I've been around KSL Sports now, uh, well, since January 29th, which is uh, going on a handful of months. Not everybody's going to know Spenno, as we like to call him, or the Gov. There are a few nicknames being flown around. So I'm going to introduce Spenno, the Gov Warren. He's a, a very talented soccer analyst who's been on the airwaves now for how long? Far too long. Far too long. There you go. No, uh, I, I don't know. What's a fair few years. number of years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He started off working at the club. Yes. Um, in, in ticket sales. I did, and, yeah. And... Uh, your love for football has really has has been something that um, you've had since since you arrived on planet Earth. That, um, that's true. That's true. Um, and, and you can all thank, uh, I guess, Spencer Checkets is is the one that really got me into to talking about sports. Is that right? So, yeah, yeah. He was working at the club as well, and uh, got me to to jump on, uh, you know, for a, for a few segments here and there when he was on the airwaves with uh, Frank Dolce and then Bill Riley. Oh, it's all good for him. Right. Might want to cut that out. No, that's all right. No big deal. We're uh, we're just talking history here. But uh, Spenno, you're from uh, England. Yes. Uh, Can you tell by the accent? I'm not from Australia. Most people think I'm Australian, though, Tom. And most people think I'm English. I've been here too long. Apparently, a mixture of English with an American twang makes me Australian. <clears throat> Gobber. <laughs> <laughs> Does that offend you? Well, no. I'm just from the island, the other island full of criminals. Yes. There's two Thanks. Of them. We won't talk about no, that. We don't need to go into that. We'll get ourselves deported <laughs> from the United States. That reminds States. me. Green cards up for a uh, Well, I'm, I'm in the process of getting mine. So, uh, moving on. All right. The Lions Den, Spenno. Um, Beautiful. We're here to talk, you know, around Salt Lake um, mm-hmm. and, and what the club's going what's going on in the club and, and where it's hoping, you know, to eventuate in 2019. Throughout the course of the Lions Den, depending on the on the episode, depending on the week, um, we are hopeful to get uh, Big Maddie Gash on board. Of of course, now uh, Maddie, if you don't know, is in charge of uh, a number of different things down there at Real Salt Lake, but uh, communications being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in charge of PR, in charge of broadcast. He does a ton, um, and so he's. We're hoping anyway that that he's going to be on every now and again with us. To do uh, the Lions Den, and maybe if we're fortunate, Brian Dunseth, of course, uh, a well-known figure for Real Salt Lake fans, may be able to jump on every now and again, depending on you know what he's got going on in his life. He is the busiest man. He's probably the busiest man in sports, I would say, at least the busiest man in soccer in the United States. Yes, hands down. Well, he he does a lot, doesn't he? He does. He's got a Sirius XM show. He does stuff on the weekends for I think it's Fox now. He uh, he's on the the. The, the RSL broadcast, and so uh, anyway, we're hoping to get a, a number of different people involved. Um, some players might jump on any, every now and again. Beautiful. Um, I, I'm, I'm choosing Needham Onuha already. So he, he has requested to Matt that, um, uh, maybe I wouldn't say requested, but he's, he's told Matt that he wants to get into the, into the realm of media when he gets done playing. And he's towards the end of his playing career. He's, he's a realistic human, and uh, he's going on 32 I think he's years 32 now. Of age, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a couple of years left in him, but when the time comes, he, he wants to get into the media world. And, um, and so he might actually have a better accent than me as well. He pretty does. He's, he, I mean, he's, he just came off the boat, you know, what, last year? You've been here. How long have you been in Salt Lake for now, Spencer? Uh, 13 years. Wow. Almost. It'll be 13 years next month. Wow. 
I'm, st- I'm holding on really, really hard to the accent, but yeah, it, it, it wavers once in a while. You've got to watch a lot of Premier League football to maintain exactly, that. yeah. And uh, well, just a better excuse to do so. Um, recap of the season so far: two games in, four points. Yes. Um, of course, week one down in Houston. Uh, nobody knows what to expect come week one of, of Major League Soccer. And uh, RSL fans, I think, were delighted with the result they got. And um, and it was a 1-1 draw, and it was back and forth. I thought Real Salt Lake were the much better team, however. And um, and they should have they should have came away with three points. They were only able to come away with one. But when you look on the last two seasons and how uh, road games have gone, a point on the road is a big, big deal for Mike Petke and his gang down there in Harriman or Sandy. And... Um, and I was thrilled by the results, Benno. Um, what, what were your immediate thoughts afterwards? Uh, I thought it was excellent. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I was uh, quite vocal on Twitter, twitter.com. Um, I know that Mike Pecky had told the press, the media, that they had been working on defensive shape throughout preseason. That was the first thing they started right. with. And I didn't see a lot of evidence of that in the preseason games. So I was a little bit apprehensive. I was a little bit worried that uh, that we weren't going to see an improvement because that is the area that Real Salt Lake really needed to um, change and and improve on. Not really a change in personnel, but just you know just making better decisions. Uh, and we saw a, a couple of sloppy goals in preseason. That's where preseason comes in handy because you want them to get get out of the way right there and then. Um, and then we come into the season, and I thought the first game on the road against a very good Houston Dynamo team. Do you that has really made think they're good? I do think they're good. Okay. Well, they're the Open Cup champions. They'd already played two meaningful games in the Champions League. So they've already got a lot more match fitness than Real Salt Lake. Sure. Um, and uh, I thought RSL bossed it. Uh, apart from, obviously, a little bit of pressure in the in the second half, you know, when they, when they, when they come out all guns blazing in the second half. Um, and, and that's where, you know, obviously, Monotas gets their, his goal. Um in the in the sixty second minute to, to make it one one, but all in all, I thought RSL played very very well, and Everton needs a little bit of a shout out for that first game. I thought he was very very solid and very very agile in that midfield alongside Carl Beckerman. Everton Louise, of course, uh, is who Speno is is referring to there. I I have fallen in love with with how Everton has, has started the season at uh, at that centre midfield spot alongside Carl, like you mentioned. He 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 is so much fun to watch. He's Brazilian, first of all, so you kind of expect and anticipate that there is an attacking edge to somebody that, um, that, that can also defend, and we've seen exactly that. He's been a sensation. There have been two signings over the course of the offseason, two meaningful signings, I should say, mm-hmm. Everton Louis being one of them and Sam Johnson being the other. Yes. And, and I've been thoroughly impressed um, and maybe more so excited about what I've seen from both of them. In particular, Everton. Now, he's played, you know, what, 120 minutes of football. Sam Johnson has not played nearly those minutes. He's come off the bench in both games. But, yeah. um, but boy, it's exciting. I think Craig Weibel, who uh, got the new contract, so congratulations to Craig. It, that happened in January. Um, has, has done himself a favor, I believe, with the, uh, with the two signings. And I'm only, I'm only anticipating what could come come May transfer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting. Um, I'm expecting at least one more um, player to come in, at least in the summer market. Absolutely, and I think it will probably won't be in May time. It will probably be when the market reopens in July, 
Uh, so they'll be gra- gathering European players or players that are playing in Europe where they are now out of contract coming June 30th and available for transfer July 1st. So I do expect one more to come in. Um, there is a roster spot open. Um, not an international roster spot, so make of that what you will. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So far, it, it is early doors. It's only two games in, um, but the signs are promising. And uh, I think that first game allayed a lot of fears of what RSL need to do on the road. They set up perfectly. They're very, very difficult to break down. And I think when Corey Baird and Sam Johnson, with the pace they have, along with Jefferson Savarino, um, you know, they start to click together with the ammunition coming from Albert Rusnak. Um, Damir Krylak has to be um, put into that, that uh, equation as well. I think this could be a fun season for Real Salt Lake. I expect them to make the playoffs. So here's the um, the pessimist in me coming out. Of course. Um, let's go back <sighs> to let's go back to to kind of this time last year, right? The start of the 2018 season. Mm-hmm. Game one on the road against FC Dallas in Texas, not in Houston, but in Dallas. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm 99.9% sure that game ended 1-1. It did. Okay, good. Um, and a, a lot of people, uh, including myself, and I think yourself as well, Spano, but the fan base, um, very excited about, you know, because the, you're coming off two seasons ago where Mike Petke took over. You didn't have a good... You didn't. You didn't play well on the road. Like, like you didn't play well on the road at all. And so there was a there was this excuse that that fans gave. You know, Mike Pecky just took over the role midway through, mm-hmm. not midway through the season, but at the start of the season, two or three games in, and he didn't have the, an off season and blah blah blah. He was kind of implementing his game style and strategy mm-hmm. throughout the season, and that's easier said than done. And I got all that. But last year, they got off to a to a one one draw on the road against FC Dallas. Um, similar to this year, only against yep. Houston, and then they kind of fell off the cliffside, and, and they crumbled, and they had back-to-back years, 2017 and 18, where Mike Petke has not been good on the road. The only difference with last year, as opposed to the first year he was in charge, was there was no excuse. He had an entire off-season. The team knew exactly what their role was and how, the, how Mike wanted them to play, um, and they were unable to do so. No, I think you. I think you're right. Um, the, the big difference is is I think we get um, drawn into how the bigger leagues, uh, and there are bigger leagues around the world. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. MLS has got a lot of catching up to do, and it will. I, I believe it real, really will become a very, very strong league. But I think we are accustomed to the Premier League back in England, the Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, where teams can throw money at their problems. And you're seeing it in Major League Soccer. You'll see Atlanta United. You'll see MICFC, um, LA Galaxy, LAFC. They'll throw money, uh, even Seattle uh, to, to a certain degree, but they'll throw money at their problems. Um, some of it works, some of it doesn't. RSL's got a different way of doing things. Um, they want to give youth a chance. Um, and, and those young players last season got a, you know, a huge amount of minutes and, and the couple before that the, the season before Mike's first season in charge. Um, so there is a different way of doing things. Nadam Onouha coming in, I think, helped settle that back line, but it wasn't until September that he arrived. Late. Just very, very late. Could you imagine him being at the start of the season, him and Marcelo Silva, who was also a late arrival the season before uh, or a mid-season arrival? Um, there's a lot of things that would be ideal if these players were able to arrive in January and not in the summer. That is the issue that we have with contracts uh, ending in certain parts of the world where you don't have to pay a transfer fee and then you're just paying wages, where the 
Tam and Gam come into play. And then, um, you know, it, uh, Sam Johnson's a prime example, wasn't out of contract. He's a designated player. However, his wages aren't a designated player's wages. It is incorporated his transfer fee from Valerenga in Norway. So, yeah, you, you, you come into all those type of things. You look at the wage bill. Uh, RSL is one of the lowest in Major League Soccer. You look at New York Red Bulls, they are also one of the lowest in Major League Soccer, but they've built how RSL are looking to build as well, in my opinion. Uh, and that's build with youth and be very, very shrewd in the transfer market. And I think Sam Johnson, um, you have uh, Albert Rusnak, Demir Krylak, Nina Monouha, uh, Marcelo Silva. Everton Louise. Uh, yes, Everton Louise. Uh, although he's on loan, I hope that is already made permanent after two games but anyway um very very shrewd um and and the rumors of players that are circling for for the summer again very very good players um but not having to outlay a ton of money on transfer fees oh my goodness uh craig weibel has done a a fantastic job along with uh elliot fall and uh dan egner uh, and obviously bomber uh, right. andy williams speaking of craig i i was down at training, uh, it would have been you know a week ago now as they were preparing for the uh, the home opener against the Vancouver Whitecaps, which we will get to here shortly. And uh, I was asking him a few cheeky questions, seeing what I could get out of him, and he didn't give me much, but he did say that. <laughs> when does he? Yes, I know. He'd be foolish too, but um, he, he was talking about kind of the summer transfer window, and I was just wondering, you know, if 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 there was anything you know in sight, uh, any trips planned to any particular countries because. For those of you that don't know, Craig, when he's talking to these players, ideally he has somebody on, on the RSL team that knows a player he's interested in and can kind of learn about him that way. But he'll also travel to you know Europe uh, more often than not and, and sit down and, and meet these guys for like seriously 24 hours and then he's back on the plane again. He says mm-hmm. it's, it's absolute HE double hockey sticks. But um, he does it and... He didn't tell me a country in which he was planning on going to, but um, he did say that there is a certain somebody that has been uh, linked to some rumours that he's he's looking at, and uh, we'll have to wait and see if it goes through, as as Spenno and I kind of, um, you know, try and tell (laughs) each other who it is without dropping the uh, the word. But uh, my point being is there's there's going to be some transfer... um, opportunities in in the month of may during the summer and uh hopefully it strengthens the team it's it's always a funny one and we'll, and we'll talk more about that as we get closer to the summer transfer window but you, it's the same thing in the premier league like they have that january transfer window which is in the middle of their season right and yeah and, and there's it's not like, a ton of business done because it's there's so much risk associated yeah. to it you know you, you really would only want to make a transfer unless you know it's well Somebody like Ronaldo or Messi, world class, you know what you're getting. Or you're fighting for relegation. You need to take a risk and you need to figure out some way to pick up more points than what you have. And So I feel like it's the same thing in, in, in uh, Major League Soccer. Middle of the season, always a scare. Same thing I feel like in the NBA. Uh, not all that much happens in the NBA transfer market in the middle of the season, or at least that's just me not, not saying now you know much about that. But Vancouver. Yes, Vancouver. Um, new coach, new coach um, in Mark de Santos, who is a dual citizen of uh, Portugal and uh, Canada. He was on Bob Bradley stuff uh, last season. Um, a coach that I really, really like, and and Vancouver has oh, been Bob, a bit Bob Bradley, LAFC, LAFC. Yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Did I say Galaxy? No, no, no. You just didn't say. Who, Everybody uh, knows Bob well, Bradley. Well, you've got to be careful. Bomber jacket, Bob Bradley. 
Spina, you got to be careful. You're an addict when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> All right. Carry sorry. On. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he was on Bob Bradley stuff, and uh, he just is a uh, a guy that that I that I have a lot of time for with regards to um, what he tries and how he tries to play the game. Um, if you um, have, have kind of been around or watching USL, he was the head coach of um, Swope Park Rangers, which is part of uh, Sporting Kansas City. He was San Francisco Deltas. He was very, very good there. And then 2018, he went to become an assistant. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, massive, massive turnover. Now, their coach, former coach, I should say, Carl Robinson, I think he was hard done by. I think there were some things going on behind the scenes that wasn't fantastic fantastic up in Vancouver. And uh, I talked to Jay Nolly, uh, who is a former RSL goalkeeper and uh, Vancouver Whitecaps goalkeeper, um, about the, the situation because he still gets invited up for, for events up in, in Vancouver. For yeah, absolutely. And um, just said that things weren't quite clicking up there. Carl Robinson goes, interim head coach comes in, and then in the off-season, Magda Santos um, gets the opportunity to coach. Uh, but there was a massive turnover of players. Huge. Kai Kamara uh, being one of them. I know yeah. how much you love him. It, I don't love him anymore now that he's in Colorado. No, I do. That? I still like him. I, I was going like to say, what's the matter? He's did- whoa, 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 calm down. This is an RSL show. Oh, sorry. sorry. The Lions Den. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is that what we're calling it? I don't know, is it? I think so. Oh, we'll go with it. We'll go with the Lions Den. Anyway, um, Vancouver coming to town. Lost at home against Minnesota. Horrible loss. Gross. 3-2. Gross. Disgusting. However, that was nine players making their debut uh, on, that, on that game. Um, I thought we saw a little bit from them. Again, getting roads, uh, results on the road in Major League Soccer. I still think Major League Soccer is the most difficult league in the entire world to get results on. Because of the amount of travel... And it starts to weigh you down after 34 games. Okay, but Vancouver is like an hour and a half away. It's fine. It's fine. I get it. It's early in the season. You're fit. You're still getting your legs under. They only get, what, a four-week, five-week preseason under them? It's ridiculous. Anyway, beside the point, I thought we saw a few flashes from Vancouver, but... So there are a couple of players that I'm a big, big fan of on Vancouver, but the rest of them I think are crap. They're garbage. Whoa, whoa. Come on. Calm down. Well, I have no... I'm not afraid to say anything. I'm calling up Mark DeSantis right now. I'm allowed to say crap, aren't I? Well, yeah, but it's just rude. Well, it's not like what they're going to fly down. Let's from keep Vancouver it professional now. Me, eh? Anyway, carry on, carry on. What were you uh, going to say? Who, who do you really like on Vancouver? I really like Freddie Montero. Okay. And, yeah, and prior yeah. to Saturday, I wasn't quite. I didn't quite understand why Joaquin Ardez wasn't starting over Freddie Montero. But I, I understand now. I, I, I watched the game and I, and I kind of took it all in, and. Um, I realise that Joe Quinardes, young player, whatever, bigger guy, he's he's not quite ready for it, in my opinion. And I think Freddie Montero showed enough that that proved to me he's a, he's a talented striker and will score plenty of goals in Major League Soccer this year. Daniil Henry, I'm a fan of the centre back. Um, should have scored, by the way, late in the game. Uh, Head, headed straight at Nicky, but yes, yeah, right down his throat, uh, but didn't. I think Daniil Henry's got some class to him. Uh, Spent a number of years in the Premier League, so he's he's been to the top of the top, and uh, and now he's coming, kind of making that climb back down, and he's found himself in Vancouver. But I think he's a force to be reckoned with. But the favourite guy, my favourite guy anyway, on Vancouver, is uh, somebody by the name of Huang In Biom. Yeah, they actually call him In Boom. That's Inboom. all. That's that's all they call him. They, that, that's they don't no need him, to say Huang. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They just call him In Boom. 
Trevor, what's so funny? Is it Huang? South Korean international. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what Trevor's it's laughing Tom, at. Tom just trying to pronounce names is funny. That's all. Huang Inbium. See, now I'm a, I'm a fan of Freddie Montero. I liked okay. Inbium. Okay. Uh, but I, Huang. I liked the... Um, I can't swear, can I? Uh, please, um, <laughs> please don't. I like the... Um, I don't know. If you, say, if you say like an English um, profanity, nobody nobody knows about it. Like bollocks, totally fine. Is it? What well, about nobody knows what bollocks mean? The Peruvian international played on the left wing. Yes. Got the uh, dreadlocks. Um, had a had you know he did he's a good player. But when you compare the two squads, and we'll go back to it, RSL deserved winners one nil sure. with a penalty. I agree. Um, maybe should have had a couple more. But you compare the squads, and that's where the the, the biggest differences for me um, it's a class up front isn't it it is um, and I think the the midfield um, dominated as well I think Mboom was very very good but Andy Rose was very good <laughs> you can just drop that out every time I'm just going to put that as a sound piece you know. anyway um, so there's there's uh, what I did like is that how seamless the um, difference was in the formation not the formation change, but where the players lined up between Houston and Vancouver. I was just about to ask you that. Go for it. Go for it. Ask again. Uh, well, well. Uh, what are your thoughts immediately when when you first when you because I texted you what was going to be I think I texted you what the lineup was going to be the same, but the the guys are going to be in slightly different positions. Yes. So um, Corey Baird started up top against. Uh, Vancouver, whereas Demir started up top against Houston. Yes. Corey was on the wing. Um, I actually prefer Corey on the wing, personally. Yes. And I prefer Demir Krylak up top. And I actually love what we saw against Vancouver, where at times Albert would look like the, the lone striker. Then Demir would kind of go in and play that role, and Albert would go back to center attack. I mean, and there was this nice, uh, th- th- there was this pr- really cool dynamic um, of our two centre attacking forwards, uh, or centre attacking midfielders, I should say, with Ruznak and, and Demir kind of rotating roles, if you will. And I think that that throws defenders, you know, off a little bit because they're two very different players, right? Demir very talented in the air, not quite as fast, very dangerous with his feet. Albert, a little more faster, uh, not as dangerous in the air, maybe a little bit more dangerous with his feet. Um, my point being, they're very different, and, and as for a centre-back, I can only imagine... Concentrating on what's going on, trying to keep the back four, but then also having to deal with two different players rotating in at the striker position. It's it must just be a nightmare. And I loved it. I loved it. I really did. I was surprised they played the same formation on the road and at home. Um, I'm not surprised at the formation. I'm I was a little bit taken aback with the change of the the top man uh, with Demir dropping back into the number ten, Albert going wide, and Corey up top. But the, the, what I do love is that it, it almost felt seamless. Yes. And, and and when the coach has got options like that where he can put his players, still use the same players, but use them for different roles, bearing in mind that Jefferson Savarino on the right-hand side is going to be a handful for anyone he comes up against. Absolute nightmare. Um, I think it just has Mike Pecky and his coaching staff licking their lips. How exciting is that? Plus... Plus, we haven't seen Joao Plata yet this season. Uh, I know that he hasn't trained this week. Well, we, doom, we doom, saw doom. him in the first week. We did, but he, he got came kicked. Off the bench. Got kicked, yes. and then he wasn't in last week. I, he's not going to be available. Um, I doubt it very, very highly that he's going to be available this weekend. However, um, 
We've got Sam Johnson to come back. Obviously, he took a knock in preseason yes. and they're very, very cautious about that. With him being in preseason as well, he doesn't have his fitness, unlike Demir Krylak that was coming over last uh, off-season. Right. That was a mid-season break in Germany. Uh, so he was very, very fit. However, by the end of the season, he'd played almost 18 months of football, which is crazy. Uh, Sam Johnson uh, got that knock in preseason, so they decided to be cautious. He's still in preseason form. But I thought we saw, didn't see too much on the road, but I thought we saw a few glimpses of him stretching the back line against Vancouver. I, I love what he brought for Vancouver. I really did against Vancouver. It was sensational. He got 25 minutes of football. He didn't stop running. He was constantly running into space. And when Real Salt Lake didn't have the football, he was chasing the football down and, and causing a bit of chaos for Vancouver in the back line. And, and look, bless his cotton socks, Alfredo Otuño was unable to run more than 200 metres throughout any football game when he was in, at Real Salt Lake. Sam Johnson runs and runs and doesn't stop running. He's tireless in his work ethic. And I know it's a big... It's a big must for Mike Petke. He needs somebody that's willing mm-hmm. to work for him and with him. And uh, Sam Johnson seems to be able to do that. He will get more minutes as the season goes on and as his injury gets better and better. It, it was just a knock, preseason knock. But, you know, it, it obviously uh, took him out of training and, 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 and match fitness, if you will, playing fitness. So that's why he started on the bench. We'll see what happens this weekend. Yeah, very exciting. I, I didn't make it down to training this week. I know. I don't think you made it down I didn't either. either. It was an week. early. It was an early trip. I think they left Wednesday. They left Wednesday. Yeah. So I know they're in. Uh, they're in our nation's capital. Beautiful Audi field. Right. It's gorgeous. Is it? Wayne Rooney. Have you not seen? I I've, I've watched games. You know through I the television see. set. I've not been, but that steep stand. Right. Towers over you. Oh, gorgeous. Anyway, right. um, yeah. So in the nation's capital. Um, against almost, it's almost like a new team. I always, it is a new team. It, I always say that when Adam Lallana comes back for Liverpool, it's always like it's almost like a new signing because uh, he's always injured. But same with uh, Daniel Sturridge. Carry on. Don't worry about Daniel. He's fine. <laughs> you see his assist on the last uh, Sunday against Burnley for uh, for Sadio Mane. Oh, a beaut. Is it? It's not as good as uh, Salah. As Salah's uh, yesterday against yeah. Bayern München. Um, anyway. Um, I think it'll be awesome. I, I'm really excited because they've brought What are we in talking about again? DC United. That's right. Ben Olsen, nine years in charge. You've got Wayne Rooney. How do you feel about Wayne now? Well, yeah, this, is, this is the thing, right? All right. So okay. his last season at Manchester United, mm. I thought his legs were gone. Yes. Started, I, I agreed with you. Started very brightly at, Ever- at Everton but when he went back. went but downhill. Yeah, thought his legs are gone. Comes over to Major League Soccer. I was like, all right. It's the same thing we saw at Everton. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to go. It's going to go. And it didn't. It didn't. It was only half a season. And there was a lot of games at Audi Field. They went, uh, DC United had a lot of, yes. their, their, their schedule was stacked on the road earlier in the season. So they had a ton of games on the road. So they didn't have that travel to, to factor in. And the, but we saw that at Real Salt Lake when they moved it to, to Rio Tinto Stadium. The, the momentum, that team and the vibe around the club. They needed that. I mean, what was the old place called? That they used know. to play in? I don't know. Bicycle Stadium? No, no, no. DC United. Sorry. Oh, I think it was RFK Stadium. RFK Stadium. That it just looked horrendous. It smelled. You could smell it through the TV screen. Could you? I kind of. But anyway, um, but you, you just saw the difference. They've started hot as well. They 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 beat Atlanta United on the road two 0 
by the way, Atlanta, that's another conversation for another time. They yeah, that's, not look good. No, that's 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 a nightmare. Miguel, but carry on. Almiron leaves and it all falls apart apparently. But And the coach. And the coach. And then uh and then they get a scoreless draw um up there at Yankee Stadium against NYCFC. Wash uh, DC United have uh, yet to concede a goal this season through two weeks. So n- no team, Atlanta or NYCFC, who apparently prior to the season were meant to be very dangerous up top, were able to crack uh, the back of the net uh, against DC United. So not only did DC United, Gov, have a formidable attack in the lot with, 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 you know what, Wayne Rooney, Luciano Acosta, uh, Ariola, they seem to have it all going on defensively as well. So this, in my opinion, and I don't think you can really argue with it, is the biggest test so far for Real Salt Lake this season. I mean, you're looking at Houston or DC United. I think most people put DC United ahead. Uh, I could be wrong. You could you could disagree with me, and if so, then have at it and um, and, and and tell me tell me how you really feel. But um, <laughs> I can't wait. Oh wait to see the response from uh, you know the players and the coaching staff. Now, do you think the formation is going to change come Saturday at six o'clock? Do you think Mike Pecky changes things up? No, no, because okay. we are on one game a week. Uh, until we start multiple games, you know, when you get into the season, it starts to become multiple games per week. Right. Then I will expect some some rotation. Um, I think the injuries to Plata and Justin Glad has dictated that for Mike Petke as well. I guess that's right. You can't play five if you don't have. Uh, well, you could play Nick Beasley, I guess, at centre back, but we don't need to go into how we feel about that. I love Nick. But and he's and a, I do too. He's a midfielder for me. Thank you. And he always will be. Um, but, you know, he's the number four choice centre-back. He's number three right now with Justin Glad being out. However, I don't think we'll see a ton of change. The only one that you might see... Tell me it's Sam. It might be Sam. Yes. It might be Sam. So, Petke did hint at a potential change regarding, you know, the inclusion of Sam into the starting eleven during his post-game... Uh, not post-game, his weekly press conference that he did on uh, Tuesday. He uh, he was talking about, you know, Corey and Sam and who's going to start. But he mentioned both names, which has me thinking that, you know, the discussion is at least taking place behind closed doors um, for Mike Petkin and his staff. And, and I would love to see what Sam Johnson has to offer. Um, I, I've also... Look, I also love Corey Bed, And I think Corey is, is a sensational player with a bright, 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 bright future. And um, and I don't mean to be offensive to any of the Baird fans out there, but I'm just excited about the addition of Sam Johnson. And, you know, with, with Baird going on international duty here soon, Sam's going to have to pick up some slack and play some valuable minutes, score goals, more importantly, for Real Salt Lake. This is a great test for him. Yeah, and, and I was going to get to that point. Uh, Corey Baird getting a uh, call-up to the men, U.S. men's national team again, as you would expect, after two promising games earlier in the year. Um, he has that opportunity to go away. Uh, he'll, he'll be away before the first game, which will be the 21st uh, through the 26th. So there's the game on the 21st and the 26th against um, uh, Ecuador and uh, Chile, uh, respectively. So he'll be away for the game on the uh, 23rd, away to uh, LAFC. So at some point... Massive game. Huge game. So at some point, Sam's going to need to increase his minutes before Corey Bear goes away because he's going to have to go pretty much 90 minutes as... He, I mean, obviously, outside Demir Krylak, he's the only recognised forward 
or true forward, I would say, apart from um, Tate Schmidt, which is uh, the, the pickup that we had uh, before the draft. Um, but again, you'd be starting a rookie. Do you really want to do that? Anyway, uh, I, I think that before um, the, t- the match on the 23rd away at uh, LAFC, um, we have on, on the 16th a match against DC United at Audi Field. I think Sam Johnson will pr- will get the nod. I wouldn't say he'll go the 90 minutes, but I say a good 60 minutes, 65 minutes under his belt. Well, it's the 14th of March now, right? So they play in in seven days. days' time, right? 21st of March is that when USA are playing? Yes. Yeah. So, so they... he'll he'll be away for. Uh, sorry, Corey Baird will be away for the LAFC game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But my my point being. Um, the last thing Corey needs is a knock in the DC game, and you know to to put him in 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 jeopardy of potentially not playing for the US team. I don't not th- that Mike cares. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think Mike Pecky gives two hoots if he gets a knock. Well, I mean he does care that Corey gets a knock, but his first and foremost his priority, um, priority is Real Salt Lake. Sure. So I yeah, I, I think Corey though has been superb. I do too. But he but Mike also wants to know that that Sam can go 90. Absolutely. And and whether that happens this week or not, we'll have to wait and see, but there's a there's a there's a pretty good chance we reckon that uh, that it could go quickly with Baird. Here's why the call up to uh, the two friendlies against Ecuador and Chile are a bigger deal than they were at the start of the year. Um uh, who did they play at the start of the year? Played Panama and somebody else, and I'm yeah, it was Panama it. and uh, Costa Rica. Just, Costa Rica, thank yeah. you. But I guess it was it's irrelevant. Uh, the Gold Cup is coming up this summer. Yes, and uh, back in in January when when he debuted for the US team and and played well, um, the Gold Cup preparations weren't necessarily in in the type of swing that they are now. I mean. Uh, Greg Berhalt is, is, in, is in full swing. The USA uh, manager is, is really now starting to knuckle down his, his lineups and the, the players that he wants uh, in the roster at camp for the Gold Cup. And uh, credit Corey Baird for getting the call up for, for the second time now uh, under Greg Berhalt. And uh, Berhalter, I should say. I'm excited for uh, the young Corey Baird. He seems to be ecstatic. I was able to speak to him, actually. Um, about a week ago now, and uh, he was—he seemed as happy as can be. He's a—he's a—he's a bright young man that uh, that's got a very bright future ahead of him. So, the Gold Cup's going to be fascinating, and and that's another time if Corey plays well uh, against Ecuador and Chile, Gov, where he's going to miss more action, more MLS action come mm-hmm. summer because that that starts in the middle of. June and mm-hmm. ends at the start of July. I believe it's like the 15th of June and ends on like the 7th of July. That's like a, t- a decent amount of football in which Corey's going to miss for Real Salt Lake come the middle of the year. Yeah, there's going to be minutes for Joao Plata, uh, Bofo Salcedo, obviously Tate uh, Schmidt and Demi Krylik up top. You know, there's there's going to be some rotation going on when the games are thick and fast. So absolutely. Um, it's not a concern, but if we're taking knocks then that's where the concern becomes because Major League Soccer um, rosters aren't the deepest. Sure, The Monarchs are, are a great outlet and obviously with the promotion of uh, already a considerable amount of players from the academy, it's going to be uh, a, a great, um, I think, run for, for Real Salt Lake producing players. But at the same time, you want to ease these guys in from the academy to the monarchs to get their feet underneath them, uh, and then as they, as they become even uh, you know more high-profile uh, soccer players, uh, more minutes with with RSL. But you want to do that. You want to nurture them on your time scale. 
We ought to get out of here. We've taken up way too much of your time. We hope you've enjoyed it. Quickly, quickly, quickly. School predictions. I want to make this a thing, right? We may as well share our opinion on what we think the score is going to be for this upcoming week. So Saturday. Yes. Six o'clock kick, mountain time, that is. Yes. Uh, you, can, you can stream the match live, Gov. I'm not sure if you're aware, but you can stream the match <laughs> live on kslsports.com no. as well as the KSL TV app. So if you don't have uh, uh, Comcast or whatever, then, uh, then, then just watch it for free. Don't be foolish. But uh, six o'clock kick, Saturday, DC United, Real Salt Lake, Audi Field, Trevor. Score prediction quickly, please. Is this uh, like? Are we allowed to predict losses for RSL? Yeah, is that, go is, ahead. Is that, that going to be a negative effect on my job? No, no, no. Okay, you'll, you'll be probably. Back next week. But we, hope. we won't say that. But oh I, wait, I don't want to. I'm going to say one-one draw. Okay, very nice. Spell I off? think the same. I'm going to go with Trevor. I think one-one. Right, you're awfully bland. Uh, I'm going two-two. Real Salt Lake. I, I put a piece up on uh, KSLSports.com today, and at the bottom I said 2-2, so I'm going to stand by my word. Final thoughts, Gov. What do you have for me? I love that shirt you're wearing. Beautiful. Trev? I also agree with him on that shirt. Right. You're as bland as can be. Right? <laughs> you two go get <laughs> off we go. Say hi to your mum for us. We'll be back next week. Lion's Den. <laughs>